So I don't know about you, but uh, having a five-year-old and a three-year-old see this here all week long and not be able to swim in it, they had, they had a lot of self-control or forced self-control for them to not jump in this pool. Uh, so, but, uh, but we're going to be doing the baptism a little bit later on uh, this morning. Um, so what I want to do, I just want to intro you a little bit to what we're going to be doing uh, for the rest of the service. Um, we have a little, a little skit that we're going to do in just a few minutes for you guys. Um, but as we have been talking over the last uh, few weeks and months, um, we, have, uh, we have wanted to talk to you guys about things we've been learning about the Holy Spirit. Uh, we were supposed to go, Tucker, if you could black that out actually for a second. Thank you. Um, we were supposed to go to Planet Wisdom down in Washington, D.C., but uh, for some reason, God had other plans and sent us a huge nor'easter that uh, I didn't want to drive a big 15-passenger van with 15 people in three hours down to D.C. It would have taken like six hours, and we probably wouldn't have even been able to make it anyway. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer. But um, <clears throat> the theme for the weekend at Planet Wisdom this year, or actually this whole Planet Wisdom um, year, is uh, Supernatural. And it was all about uh, the Holy Spirit, right, and, and the work that the Holy Spirit can and does do uh, in our lives, the work that it's doing in maybe your friends' lives who aren't believers, right, uh, who the Holy Spirit is, uh, and, and everything from first to last and everything in between. Uh, so we're going to be talking a little bit about the Holy Spirit this morning, um, and specifically, we're going to touch on... Uh, the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5. Um, so we have, uh, we have some fun things in store for you guys. And then I'm just going to talk for a little bit afterwards. So, you know, after the fun thing happens, then you can listen to me for a little bit more. And then we're going to have an awesome celebration of baptism, which is such an amazing thing to witness. So um, allow me to, uh, to pray for us. And, uh, and, then, and then we'll get going. So let's pray together. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we just, we call on you in this moment, Lord, and we just thank you so much uh, for the opportunity um, that you have given us uh, to be in this place this morning. Everyone in this building, everyone in this room, in these seats, uh, to be here to first and foremost freely worship you, Lord, with everything that we have, heart, mind, body, soul, strength. Lord, to just give our all to you and worship you in spirit and in truth and oneness and fellowship with one another, Lord. Let us not take that for granted. Um, and we also thank you, Father, for the opportunity we have as a, as a youth group, Quest Student Ministries, to be able to um, put on an iLife Sunday every year. We thank the leadership for the ability uh, to do that and saying yes to having a bunch of kids run a service um, and serve. It's so awesome to see uh, all these young people do that, Lord. We thank you so much for that as well. So, Father, please be over the rest of the service, Lord, even as we do a baptism later. Father, just a, a joyous celebration of someone saying, yes, I want to follow you. I've given my life to you, and I want to declare that to my church family. It's just such uh, an amazing work of the Holy Spirit in, in, in these lives, Lord, in this life. So thank you so much for that. Uh, we love you. Let me pray this. In your name, amen. Tuck, you can put that back up now. 
So the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. I always get them mixed up. I think I got all nine of them in there. But um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about these uh, individually today, but also collectively as a whole, uh, what we can do with the fruit of the Spirit and, and, and how we can allow the Holy Spirit to, have, uh, to empower us in our life. Um, to be able to live uh, this way and these ways and such. And I love this verse. I'm going to be reading it in a little bit. On the bottom here, it's from Galatians 5.16. It says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. How many people like taking walks? Just nice, leisurely walks, right? Uh, how many people have ever had a dog? Taking a dog for a walk? It was my job to take my dog for a walk. One time my dog... Um, pulled too hard when I was younger, and like, I let go of the leash by accident, and luckily, I literally, I was, I was on the side, I was on the sidewalk of a busy road, the only thing I could think is, dive, so I dove, and I like, hugged my dog, so he didn't run away into the street, right, so he didn't get away, but, um, but I was thinking about this, right, it tells us to, uh, to walk by the Spirit, or walk in the Spirit, so I was thinking, about that terminology, and I was saying, you know, we take our pets for a walk, or if we want to walk with our significant other or a friend, we go, hey, let's go take a walk together and enjoy this day, right? So the purpose is walking together on the same path so you can enjoy each other's company, you can strengthen each other, fellowship, whatever it may be. So you don't walk out the door and automatically go two different ways, right? That would defeat the purpose of intentionally taking a walk with somebody. Right, you go that way, I go this way, and hopefully we'll have a good time together. And that doesn't work because you're not together, right? You're not walking with each other. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like, walking with the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. And, um, and we want to intentionally live in the Spirit. So that means when we get up every morning and we start our day, we go, okay, let's live in the Spirit. And, and we want to go this way. And the spirit goes that way, and we go, yeah, I want to go this way, though. And then you go, well, wait a minute. Why, why, don't I, why, why am I not experiencing love in this moment? Why don't I have peace in this moment? Where did all my self-control go? Right? All right, because we're not living or walking in the spirit in those moments. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the fruit of the spirit, like I said, a little bit individually. But for the time being, we as Quest Student Ministries, and I'll explain a little bit more about Quest um, if you don't know what that is. By the way, if you're visiting, I should have said this beforehand, you don't know who I am. My name is Andrew Savoka. I'm the youth worship pastor here at uh, Hope Community Church. So, uh, so we've been working hard and long over the last few days uh, to put this on for you guys. So um, without further ado, here is Spirit Squad. Alyssa? Oh, yes. Lots of drama and hams in this youth group. <clears throat> so my guys are just going to take the table off the stage. Don't mind them. Put this over here. All right, if you would, grab your Bibles. If you have them, if not, you can, if you have a device, uh, you can open up to Galatians chapter 5. <clears throat> Thank <sighs> you. 
Galatians chapter 5. Excuse me. We are going to start um, in verse 16. <laughs> it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But... The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus has cru have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other. <clears throat> so this is a little bit of what we're going to walk through here this morning. Again, like I said, with our, our caption up here, um, with our, our theme verse for the morning, Galatians 5.16. Um, <clears throat> so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. <clears throat> so what I want to do just for a few moments is walk through a little bit of the fruit of the Spirit and kind of what they are and how they can affect our lives if we truly continue to walk in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit that is, dwells uh, inside of us for those of us who are believers. So first one we have is love. Now, <clears throat> we talk about love often, um, <clears throat> I believe because... Love is incredibly important. Talking about the, the uh, agape love, right? The love of God, the love of Christ, right? Is imperative for us as believers because we are to, to look at those around us, brothers and sisters, and also those who are our enemies with love, with the, with the eyes of Christ, right? So what does that type of love look like, <clears throat> The majority of you are probably familiar with 1 Corinthians 13, right, 4 through 7. Love is patient, right? Love is kind. If you notice, a lot of these words that we say love is goes right back into the majority of the fruit of the Spirit, right? So they go hand in hand here, <clears throat> encapsulating what love is. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud, Right? <clears throat> I've learned over my years to uh, not be as competitive as I once was when I was a young kid. I grew up two older brothers, okay? I'm the baby of the family, right? Two older brothers were always better at me than everything, okay? It was always, when I was a little kid at like middle school age, I was like oafy and clunky. I thought I was an athlete, but like I hadn't grown into my body yet. 
<coughs> so my brothers always beat me at everything and then like rubbed it in my face that they could beat me on everything. And like I got super competitive and I was always, I always wanted to, to beat them, right? I always wanted to become number one, right? And then the moment I may, luckily I've beaten them one time, man, I would boast. I would be so prideful and I'd be so full of myself. I'd be like, yeah, that's right. What? I beat you. Younger brother. And they'd be like, whatever, I don't even care. And they'd walk away and I'd be like, oh, that's it? That's great. I guess this doesn't feel as good as I thought it was going to feel, right? Because I had built it up in my head, right? <clears throat> now, if I was loving my brothers, as one brother should love another, you know, I, you know it's, it's, there's, a, there's a, a healthy amount of competition, right? But when it gets so far as to wanting to beat somebody solely so you could rub it in their face, I've had to learn how to quell that, especially being a youth pastor and uh, being older than a lot of athletic students that can beat you quite easily at certain sports. <clears throat> Tom, you know, we used, to, we, used to, we used to get mad, I did at least, when kids would beat me in ping pong, Misha, <laughs> right? So I had to learn to quell the competitive, that, that uber competitive side because what truly matters? Winning or the time we had together playing? the sport, and fellowshipping with one another, right? So loving in that moment is not envious, it's not boastful, it's not proud, it's not looking <coughs> to one-up so that you can then rub it in their face. It is not rude, right? When someone cuts you off in traffic, <coughs> right? I always used to hear the word turkey when I was younger, right? Well, you turkey... That was my parents' way of yelling at the car in front of us. Sorry, Mom. With, uh, <laughs> without saying bad words in front of us, right? But it happens, right? I'll be driving in the car with my kids, right? I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old in the back seat. <coughs> Someone comes and cuts me off with slamming my brakes. I'm like, oh, man, I have my kids in my back. They could have done And Ethan's like, why'd you have to honk at them? Well, because they cut and... Trying to justify to a five-year-old why I was yelling at somebody in the car. Okay, okay. So they cut in front of you because maybe they had to get somewhere a minute before you did. Let them go. Right? It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Here's a big one. Keeps no record of wrongs. Right? Keeps no record of wrongs. How many times do we go, oh, remember? Five years ago, you did this to me. Payback. Oh, really? Payback? Five years? Man, I feel sorry for you. You kept that in for five years? Whew, only did yourself a disservice, right? Keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And we're about to be doing some rejoicing in a little while here. Love always protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres. Man, there's four words for you, right? Love always protects, protects one another, right? Trusts in one another, hopes and perseveres for one another. And then my favorite one, which is often left out, is verse 8. Three words, love never fails, right? Love never fails. Now, this is not any type of love that we 
can offer from ourselves. My flesh does not want to love you guys that way. In any one of any kind of what we just read, my flesh wants to boast, wants to be prideful. It's not patient. I want things when I want it now, right? It doesn't always protect you. It protects myself. Look out for number one, right? It doesn't always trust. I can't trust anybody, right? It often is rude. It is self-seeking. It does get angered. It does keep record of wrongs. That's, that's the love when I try to love out of myself, out of my flesh. We're talking about the love from the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit of love, Christ's love. Which if we're walking in the Spirit, <clears throat> we receive and then we can give. We receive that love and then we give that love. All right, we've talked about love often. Um, just a few weeks ago at our uh, vision and budget meeting for our, our vision for, the, for 2018, Brian put the triangle up about love, right? Loving up, God, loving in, and then loving out, right, our neighbors, right? And that's kind of a mantra we're going to live by in 2018 is love. Because nothing can conquer more than the love of Christ, amen? The love of Christ can conquer anything and everything. And we have that love. We have the power of that love inside of us to be able to go and do. Next, we have uh, joy, all right? Joy is, a, is an interesting fruit of the Spirit <clears throat> because sometimes joy in and of itself can be confused with what? Happiness. Joy, happiness. We actually had this discussion at uh, our upperclassmen Bible study a couple weeks ago about joy and happiness. And we were describing things, and we were like, well, is that joy or is that being happy? And can joy come from ourself, or can only people experience true joy through Christ? So what's the difference, right? Joy is based on what God has done for you, right? It's God-centric. Happiness is based on what we can do for ourselves. Joy can only come truly from God. Happiness comes from everywhere, right? Oh, a sunrise, I'm happy, yay, right? <clears throat> Puppies and rainbows and unicorns, right? Happiness. But, uh, you know, cloudy day, there's no sun. Oh, I'm not happy. I'm sad. Oh. Right? Happiness is a fleeting emotion. Joy is permanent and will not leave you or waver no matter what if you're true, have your true joy in Christ. Steve talked about this just a couple weeks ago, about having true joy. Happiness is temporary. It disappears quickly. Ultimately, joy is God-centered. Happiness is self-centered, me-centered, right? But nothing can ever last when it's me-centered or when it's centered on other people. If I put my joy in my job and I'm fired, then I have no joy left, right? Because where did it go? It went with my job. If I put my joy in money and I lose all my money, there goes my joy. If I put my joy in my family, right? That's a good thing, right? Family, awesome. If you put your joy wholly in your family and something happens to your family, there goes your joy, right? If you put your joy in God, God is everlasting. God is never wavering. God is constant. God is forever. So your joy will stay as long as we continue to walk in the Spirit, day in and day out. 
Then there's peace. <clears throat> Just uh, about, I don't know what, three, four months ago I talked about peace when, uh, when the elders were away on their elder retreat. Um, we talked about what it looks like to live a peaceful life, right? God wants for us to have peace, right? God wants for us to have joy. God wants for us to experience love. Love, joy, and peace, I believe these first three can be categorized as, as states of mind or states of being, right? You are in a state of being of love, of joy, of peace constantly because we know that they're rooted firmly in God and nothing else. And then if we walk by the Spirit daily and we root that firmly in God, love, joy, and peace, then comes some of the other ones we're going to talk about, right? So joy, we can have joy, or I'm sorry, peace. <clears throat> we can have peace and be peaceful in some of the craziest times that life throws our way, right? Jess and I are probably about a month away, if we're lucky, um, <clears throat> to having twins actually be here. We've been talking about it for a while. We're like, yeah, we'll worry about that when it's closer. Okay, well, it's closer, okay? It's here, folks. It could be any day now, all right? Literally, we're hoping to uh, stay in there as long as possible because we don't want to have to live at the hospital for a month because if they come early, they're going to have to live at the hospital until their due date, right, which is sometime mid to, to late April. So everything's crazy, right? Just we're, we're getting baby stuff ready. We're, we're shopping. We have clothes, and we're folding, and we're, we're doing laundry, and <laughs> we're getting ready for for these two little ones to show up in our world and in our life and things are hectic and things are nuts and what are we going to do to pay for this and what about this and what's going to happen eventually when Jess goes back to work, you know, in the summer and then like, I don't know, I'm going to be at the house by myself with two infants and two toddlers overnight. Woo! <laughs> Yay! Right, and I'm sure I know family's going to help and friends are going to help and church is going to help. I know that. But when you think about it and you go, oh my goodness, Life is going to be nuts for probably the next seven to ten years until they at least get, the little ones get to be about ten years old, but then the older ones are going to be like 17 and like, oh my goodness, then I have a 17-year-old and then Abby will be 15, 15-year-old <laughs> girl, sweet, awesome. It never ends. It's never ending. But I can have peace, <clears throat> knowing that the God of the universe will never leave me nor forsake me, that he will be there every step of the way. Does that mean it's going to be easy? Oh, no. Does that mean I'm going to have times where I'm just going to want to rip all my hair out? I can't really do that because it's short. That's why I buzz it. <laughs> no, I'm going to have many of those times. I'm going to have times where I just want to be able to sit by myself and not have hands or feet or bodies all over me. Absolutely, there will be those times. But I can still have peace. I can still have joy within that. And that brings us to our next one, patience. Oh, good, patience. Yay. <clears throat> so we have love, we have joy, we have peace, and that's states of being, states of place we reside in day in and day out, right? And then out of that, and then we can have patience, right? Patience comes. It's like, all right, Lord, patience, I need patience. Right? How many people need patience? Oh, man. Patience, patience, patience is such a key 
components of not losing your mind day in and day out, right, is continuing to, to have patience in situations. I'm horrible at that, right? I need prayer for patience. Um, I, I don't know. For those of you who have kids, I know I say my kids a lot, but that's just where my life is right now. For those of you who have kids and, and, and have had a five-year-old look you straight in the eye after you said something and go, no. <laughs> Woo! Boy, do I need patience in that moment. <laughs> no? What? Who do you think you are? You're five. You know what I, like, no. Right? I brought you what? Into this world I can take you out of this world, right? My goodness, patience. What? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure, you know, as I'm saying all this about my kids, I'm just, sorry, Mom. <laughs> I know, I was, I was a crazy kid. Right, so patience uh, brings us to kindness, right? Man, kindness. You know, it says in, uh, in Proverbs that uh, a harsh word does what? Stirs up anger, but a kind word turns away wrath, right? Kindness. In a moment where you just want to take everything you have, all that rage, all that anger that someone's, because they're coming right at you, and you're like, ah, oh, no, you can't talk to me like that. Like, oh, you need to respect me. Ah, I'm a man. Like, I'm a this. Respect. Kindness, right? Oh, you know what? This is just showing me their heart towards me. I have one of two options I can do. I can live by the flesh and go right after their neck, or I can live by the spirit and I can say, you know what? Let's have some patience with this person right now, and let's, and let's have some kindness. Because there's a famous saying, it's not about the ketchup, right? You're out to eat, kids spill the ketchup, kids spill the milk on the table, right? And you blow up at them. Right? Later on at night, what'd you blow up at? Well, I spilled the ketchup. No, it's not really about the ketchup. But everything else that happened in your life at that moment, it's just you, you took it out on your kid. Or you took it out on your wife or your husband or your friend, right? Kindness, a kind word can turn away all that wrath. So patience, kindness, and then goodness, right? <clears throat> you ever just be around somebody that just has this aura of just, like, that's a good dude. Like, that's a good person. Right, they just they have this, this this innate ability to just whatever it is. God has given them the a gift of just of just goodness of just of, of being of being someone that you can depend on, being someone that you know will always be there and will always will always point you to Christ. Right, so patience, kindness, goodness comes out of walking in the spirit with love, joy, and peace, right? It's kind of a, it's, it's a rolling ball here, a system. Love, joy, peace, state of mind, states of being. Out of that can come, starts coming these things. Patience, kindness, goodness, right? And then we have faithfulness, right? As, as God is, is faithful to us and he's faithful to us every day of our life, we can then continue to have that faithfulness modeled to us and we can continue to be faithful. And there's gentleness. Having a, a gentle spirit, a spirit of, of meekness. Not of weakness, but of meekness, of, of gentle, of gentleness. Knowing that, that someone can always come to you because they know that you will protect them with that love, right? The love that protects and trusts 
and hopes. That's the, that's the gentleness, the gentle spirit that someone has. And then, lastly, self-control. I don't know why self-control is last, because, man, I could use a lot of self-control in my life, right? Self-control, Jewel, you played that great, you know, just like, blah, being all over the place, right? Oh, what's that? What's that? Squirrel, right? Oh, shiny thing. Butterfly, right? Just all over the place, right? Not being able to calm down for a second, collect your thoughts, right? <clears throat> Self-control. So what does this all mean for us? Well, I think simply, simply put, if I may, let's go back to Galatians 5.16, right? But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What are the desires of the flesh? Well, if we live in the flesh, what are we living in? Sexual immorality says right here in verse 19. Impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. It goes on and on and on. Does that sound like somewhere you want to live? You want to live in that place? I don't want to live in that place. But so often, we don't understand that we're living in that place. Because we don't realize that we can... We are offered the fruit of the Spirit freely. We are offered to be able to live in the power of the Holy Spirit, to experience love, joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and gentleness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and self-control. We are given that, and that's something we can walk in the Spirit. The Spirit, for those of us who are believers, who believe that Christ came down from heaven sole purpose to die on a cross, to take our sins all on him, to nail him to a cross, to die the worst death anybody could ever die, a criminal's death for you and for me so that one day we can be reconciled to our creator God. And get this, God, as, as he reappears to all disciples, and to the women, and to everybody that followed him, and, and they're, they're all gathering, he's ascending, he says, this is Jesus, mind you, he says, I am sending someone greater than me. Like, what? This is Jesus. I am sending someone greater than me that will guide you in life. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that lives in us. Like, guys, we have access to that power. But we don't always live in that power. And I don't know why we don't always live in that power, but we can. And I know it's a lot easier said than done. But what we want to say here with this I Life Sunday is that we can live in the power of the Holy Spirit. We have love, joy, and peace ready for us. It's a decision to live in it. It's a decision to want to go on a walk with the Holy Spirit and then stay on that walk with the Holy Spirit. You guys remember the first recorded walk with the Spirit that there is in the Bible? Genesis, Adam walked with God, right? Walk with the Spirit of God in the garden. The perfect place that God made for him and Adam to have communion until Adam and Eve messed it all up, right? And they got sent from the garden. But now we have the Holy Spirit that can reside in us. And we can gain access to the power that the Holy Spirit gives us to battle the flesh that goes on, that battle that goes on day in and day out in our life. 
we have the opportunity to be able to win that battle. Actually, Christ has already won that battle. We have the opportunity to continue to win that battle with the Holy Spirit in our life, choosing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, self-control every day of our life. Every day of our life. Let's pray. Worship team. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now and we just thank you so much for who you are. Lord, for the Holy Spirit that you give us. And um, please just be with us in this moment. And, uh, and we thank you for the, for the fruit of the Spirit that you give us to live on, Lord. We pray it in your name. Amen.